It's called that we might know him. It's kind of evolved so much in the last week that this is going to be a really spirit-led message because I don't really know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> uh, at the prayer summit in January, I went and uh, there was one point where I ended up with Keith and Jesse at the front getting uh, prayer for anyone who had a calling for ministry, and I was just thinking to myself, I don't want a ministry, I just want to have a vibrant relationship with God. And I think when we can strip everything down to that point and start there, that's a good starting place. Uh, a few times, uh, twice now for sure I know these words were said, Lyle was prophesying over me and he was saying, what I think disqualifies me is what qualifies me. I think I'm starting to understand what God was saying there a little bit more. Uh, there's not a lot of churches that would take on an intern who not only has no formal education whatsoever in terms of Bible college or anything like that, but who was only a Christian for a year. And God has kind of been talking to me and saying that that's right where he wanted me. If he wanted me to go to Bible college, I would have went to Bible college. But he wants to work, uh, if anybody saw my last message, uh, there was a section when I was talking about seasons and how Jesus was talking about you put new wine into new wineskins. And I think that's what God is using me for, is he doesn't want all the old things that have been taught for ages and ages. He wants new things to be coming through. So I wanted to start with a little bit of a, a framework of talking about what knowing is. See if we can get this to work. There we go. But we're going to start with what we really know. And uh, found this just a couple of days ago, Psalms 92. If you want to read the whole thing later, I would encourage you to do that. But this part stuck out to me. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. And it really spoke to me in terms of God's thoughts are so far above ours that we can't even really begin to say that we know anything. And when we can start to understand that, we can start to not be a fool. Know, as defined, is simply to be aware of through observation, inquiries, or information. Or, a uh, second definition, to have developed a relationship through meetings and spending time with. And when I first saw this, I thought, obviously, we're going to be talking about the second one. Because that's what it's all about, is having a relationship with God. But what I started to realize after thinking about this for a little while is... The second definition is really the same as the first definition. It's just a whole lot of it. So what is being aware of? They give us a nice little definition circle to say to have knowledge. We always love those. Or perception of a situation or fact. So we know by perception a fact or being through observation and or experience. Now, there's a level that's kind of missing here. We can perceive things and be aware of things, but that doesn't necessarily mean knowledge. And understanding is 
is that level. Uh, but it's also why we have to be very careful with anything about knowledge. We can easily be deceived through perception, but we can also misunderstand. Sometimes we don't know what we know, but even worse, we don't know what we don't know. Now remember that, you're going to have to say it five times really fast later. <laughs> so we need to hold knowledge very loosely and let the spirit of wisdom guide us. And this is what the Bible is telling us when it says, lean not on your own understanding. Because when we do that, that's when the lies start to come in. So we're going to go into a little bit of scripture. Here is, this is uh, 1 John. I'm going to go through the first three verses. And he talks a bit here about the three perceptions that make up reality for us most. It's hearing, seeing, and touching. And John says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, and what we have observed and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed, and we have seen it, and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and what we have heard we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, John would probably get really bad marks in school for that run-on sentence, but I think there's a reason for it. It's all one big idea, and it's a very important idea. So we're going to go over this one more time and break it down a little bit. What was from the beginning? Well, what was from the beginning? If we go to John's Gospel, he starts that with, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's talking about Jesus. So here he's talking about Jesus as well, and basically saying that Jesus came to us and we experienced him. And he was revealed and they see it, and they testify that the eternal life is what Jesus brought and was from the Father and revealed to us. And then he gets to the purpose so that we can share that with you, but not just so that you can have what we have, but so that you can have what you need with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. So in a nutshell, this could be said, Jesus... God came to us, he brought us life, and we share this with you so that you can have life with him too. And that's what it's all about. See, the, the gospel isn't salvation, it isn't redemption, justification, or sanctification. It's an adoption notice with your name on it. And if you never read that, how are you going to claim your inheritance? But we need to learn about God, not from other people. We need to learn about God from God. Stop trying to live through other people's revelation and get some of your own. I ran into this odd little verse in Deut Deuteronomy. That I wasn't sure what I was going to do with this, but the initial idea for the message was... Uh, I was going to run through the five senses. So this one was supposed to be focused on smell, but it gave me a very interesting uh, idea. 
It says, there you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see, hear, eat, or smell. Now, there's a cool implication here that God can do these things. He can see, hear, eat, and smell. And now, we don't think about God eating and smelling a lot. But I did also run into uh, some, uh, some scripture in Leviticus, I believe it was, where God was describing to Moses exactly the recipe for making the, the holy incense that had to be burned in the tabernacle. So, obviously, smells important to God in some way. <laughs> but uh, what I thought was really interesting here is that God really is like us, and we were made in his image. But he's also so much more. And in order for this to really seep in, uh, the Holy Spirit kind of gave me a way to say this in a really cool way, is on a beach, we're like a grain of sand, and God is like the beach. But he's also like the water, and he's also like the rock under the beach, and he's also like the air. So God is everything we are, but he's also so, so much more. This is the verse that started the whole idea for this message. If you have tasted, the Lord is good. It's not even a full sentence. The first part of this sentence is actually saying how we will lay down our immorality if we have tasted, the Lord is good. I thought this was extremely interesting that Peter chose to use the sense of taste here. Because... Tasting is not something that we generally think of in how we experience the world, but I think it kind of leads us back to the idea when it, kind of how I think about communion. It's back in biblical days. When you ate with somebody, that was like a very, very intimate thing. And, uh, and God, through communion, is inviting us into intimacy. And here Peter is using that to also bring us further in and saying, like, this is the level that you need to be at with God. In the last week, I've kind of started thinking about this verse um, and how Gary was talking at uh, the memorial for Jordan, his son, about Psalms 23 and how that piece of scripture will never mean the same thing for him after hearing the news that his son was dead. The Lord is my shepherd, I want for nothing. If I have tasted that the Lord is good, it leads me to green pastures and leads me by still waters. If I have tasted the Lord is good, He restores my soul, and I taste that the Lord is good. kind of started as a statement that I was going to end with here, but uh, kind of turned more into a poem. Five senses to find physical reality, but we can also sense with our souls. Never say, I know, with finality. There is much to learn he will show. Now, I had the, uh, the most humbling possible experience coming to the Lord. I had 35 years of knowing everything shattered in one second. <laughs> and this week, the Holy Spirit has been reminding me of that. Yep. 
our foundation needs to be so, so simple with God. And my only foundation that I know for certain, and I knew it in that one second, is that God is real. Now, Holy Spirit's been a little bit of a wrecking ball. He was in that second, and he has been in this last week, tearing down all the things that I've been learning in the last year. Because when you're someone who's prideful and you need to know everything, you try and learn as much as you can in a year as soon as you change your beliefs. But I can thank the Holy Spirit for being a really good wrecking ball and taking it right down to the very base. I know nothing, but God is there and he's with me. So I'm going to pray, and uh, then we'll get the worship team back up here. Thank you so much, Lord, for coming and destroying all the stuff that I was building, all this junk I was putting on the foundation that you put there. I thank you for being such an amazingly efficient wrecking ball. And I feel like you're going to be doing the same thing with some people here. So just let them have peace when you come to them in that gentle voice saying, what is your foundation? What are you standing on? And how do you know God? Just be comforting as always and tear down all the lies that we have started to believe and bring us to the most base foundation of just loving you, God. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. And we love you so much. Amen. Amen.